The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Bar. I'm your host, Margaret Mullen. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Christopher Hernandez to the show. Chris has an incredibly wide range as a dancer and performer, and the diversity of his resume is truly awe-inspiring. He's performed with companies such as Ballet Hispanico, Sleep No More, and the cast of Broadway's On Your Feet. He's also traveled the world with performing artists such as Ricky Martin, Daddy Yankee, and Mark Anthony. Most recently, he finished an inspiring tour of Petrophenheit with Kid Pivot, led by director and choreographer Crystal Pite. Today, we'll discuss his unique career, his excitement for new adventures, his passion for artistic excellence, and our shared appreciation for the fact that there is life after injuries. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, yeah, so my experience in seeing you perform was with Kid Pivot last year. Um, told you I had been dying to see Petrofen Height, um, and then finally it came back, and you had just joined the cast, and the whole cast was phenomenal. And well, I want to talk a little bit more about that show later because it just blew my mind and that experience I can't even imagine as a dancer and an artist. <laughs> um, but I'm curious, so you, looking at your bio, you have such a, an eclectic career in a way. You've done so many different avenues of dance and I'm curious as to how you got started, even just as a dancer in general and how you went on that path of pursuing all these different things. It's really exciting. Yeah, so I, um, I mean, I was just, I've always been like an avid dance lover. I kind of, as a child, I was that kid who literally would stand in front of the television and imitate all the dance moves from all the music videos and sing Days, Backstreet Boy, Days, Brain Spears, Days, yeah. And I was fascinated by it. And, um, you know, actually when I was nine years old, there was an audition for the Miami Heat NBA basketball team kids dance group. And a friend of mine that I went to school with, we weren't enrolled in dance class or anything. We just, her and I would like make up little dances and perform <laughs> at like house parties in school actually as well as some of the talent shows. Um, she invited me to come with her and I went to this audition. It was the first time I had learned like proper choreography from a teacher um, at audition and I made it onto this kid's squad. And so my first, actually my first ever performance was an opening of the Miami Heat basketball season in front of like 25,000 oh people <laughs> Michael Jackson's thriller <laughs> and um that was sort of the beginning for me and I really instantly fell in love with it I um you know devoted most of my time after school to um taking class I, w I primarily hip-hop at that time um I did that for many years I joined a hip-hop company after that and I was sort of dabbling in into my teen years into um some latin professional award show gigs when I was about 15 and then I started a hip hop dance group, um, at my high school 
And I happened to go to a magnet school where there was a theater and dance program. And both the theater and dance professors were really trying to encourage me to join the magnet program. Mm. And of course, at that time, my mind was like, there's no way I'm doing ballet. (laughs) I'm like very ignorant, 15 year old. Coming from a hip hop background, I couldn't fathom, you know, putting myself in a ballet class and wearing tights. Like that was, that's what it was for me at that point in my life. It's a, it's a big shift. Uh, it's funny. It's I, I don't know if you know, uh, Victor Quijada at all, but yeah, I, do. Sim- I yeah. know a similar thing for him where he was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classical yeah. dance? No, there's no way. What is this? Um, yeah. And I, they, I, I eventually gave in. Um, and when I did, uh, she, the, she, the dance teacher, she put me in the advanced level. I knew nothing. I was like, a ah, deer in headlights. And I just kind of had to play the catch up game because I was already 15 at this point, going on 16. Um, and I instantly fell in love with the challenge of it. Mm. I think that it was so hard for me. Um, that was sort of like exciting, mm. something new and different. I went and then I came to New York City after one year of training. Um, I went to Avenelli Summer Program on full scholarship, and that's when I saw like professional dancers performing for the first time, and I instantly knew that I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. It yes. was like no question in my mind. That company, I mean, they're they're just so incredible, and I, I remember seeing them in high school. Um, I think I was maybe actually I might have been eighth grade for the first time that I saw them. They had toured to my hometown, and I. I feel like, I feel like Alvin Ailey is one of those companies that gives epiphany experiences to young dancers yeah, all the time because they're just the way they perform is so striking. It's just like semi truck yeah. being hit by a semi of dance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, mm-hmm. that really shifted the course of my life. I I came back home that summer. I remember telling my mom, and I come from a family where there are, no one's an artist. I'm the first. And there was definitely a moment where my mother was like, what do you mean you want to dance? She's always seen it as a hobby for me, you know? Um, my mother is an accountant. My father owns a, a construction business. My grandparents migrated from Cuba. I mean, you know, I come from a family where, like, hard work, you know, like, out there in the field, labor, like... <laughs> That's how you make a living, you know? And um, this idea of dance was far too abstract for them to kind of understand. Um, But I was persistent. I never um, allowed my mom to make these decisions for me, whether it be like what I was doing for the summer, whether it be be like where I was going to school, Mm -hmm. where I was going to school, um, like leaving the state. I made all those choices and I was like pretty adamant about it because I saw, you know, when I went to uh, the summer program, I saw that if I didn't give myself fully to this art form, I wasn't going to make it. And I knew that I had to leave my hometown and come to New York and be immersed in it and surrounded by incredible people and artists. Um, and it would push me. So yeah, I decided to do that with my life. And I kind of just went with it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. And the, and the fact that, I mean, that's um, the fact that you had that level of focus shows how much you loved it because that was a very quick turnaround <laughs> from nine to moving to New York at the end of your teens. That's actually, I mean, a very short window of time, really. And a lot of things happening as a kid, you're going through so many changes, but the fact that dance became your constant is kind of 
goes to show and I'm sure you made it seems like you made it hard for your parents probably to say no based on the fact too that you were clearly delivering you were getting scholarships you were you know yeah, you were you were in it to win yeah, it really, it helped my case yeah <laughs> say that. my mom was like well someone's believing in you so I'm just gonna go with it you know yeah. as long as I went to school she kind of was okay I, I went to SUNY Purchase and got a BFA um but I also went there because I saw the program and I saw the level of dancers that were graduating. So mm -hmm. I knew it was, you know, the right spot for me. But yeah, definitely helped my case. There was something involved. <laughs> you were going for it. And now, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. Have they, how, how do they feel about dance now? Are they? <laughs> you know, it's, it's taken time. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's just a really foreign concept, you know, not only arts and dance, but also to make that your career. You know, mm -hmm. um, my mother jumped on board when I went, like when I got, when I went to college and she came and saw some of the shows and she started to educate herself, you know, mm -hmm. with dance yeah. and exposure, she, she fell in love with it herself. So now she's a fan, you know, <laughs> not of me, but like of yeah. the dance. <laughs> um, and she loves seeing shows and, you know, different works. Um, and my father is a bit more difficult for him to understand. And it wasn't actually until recently that I feel like there's a breakthrough happening. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I've done um, like some Broadway things now and things that are a little more relatable and understanding, understand, you know, they, they can relate to them and be like, oh, okay, that, which is a hard thing because to them, success is like very mainstream, um, you know, because of their limited experience and exposure to dance. And so it's funny because sometimes my... Um, like for instance, one of my one of my dreams was to dance for Kip Pivot since I was in high school and I saw some of Crystal's work in other companies. So when I yeah when I um you know got the job last year, I was like beyond you know like there were no words I was beside myself. And it's funny because when I when I when I went back home speaking to my family, they didn't understand mm -hmm. the magnitude of They're what like, that meant. Who you know? Crystal fight who? <laughs> I mean so but you know. They, <laughs> They're in, their, they're in support of what I do in the best way that they can be, you know, mm -hmm. and also it's kind of, it's kind of a, there's been, there've been so many teaching moments for them. Um, and I really appreciate that actually, that I've been able to bring people in to this art form and into the theater and they've experienced it and they've enjoyed themselves, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful for that because if not, we would have never shared these moments together. Yeah, no, and it, it's great that you've hit that place. And I think that's, you know, a more common story than people realize for young dancers is sometimes dance really is completely foreign to the family dynamic, like what people have done in your family before. And it can be a struggle to all get on the same page, but right. it goes to prove that persistence and patience, and it might take a while to get really where you want to get support wise but you know if yeah. it's a big part of your life and you're sticking with it then eventually people come around um yeah. or you know you just have to go for it regardless is the go other thing yeah. <laughs> if it makes you happy you do it you know yeah, and yeah. only have this one life <laughs> exactly so you do it for yourself but you know it's nice to have that support system yeah. too yeah that's totally. great and i saw too you so after you got your degree, you're living in New York. Um, you've I've seen you've been in musicals, and you've been uh, you've worked with Ricky Martin. You've worked with how what what came first in that after you 
graduated. <laughs> yeah, so like I had mentioned previously, my foundation really was in hip hop mm-hmm. um, and like commercial work. And I, you know, in order to, in my eyes, in order for me to succeed in concert dance, I had to really put my focus and time into that. So I went to school, I, I purchased, you know, like four years of just like, intense focus. And I, I, you know, I had a goal in mind and, um, I wanted to, in my mind, I thought I wanted to just be in a dance company, you know, because I went to a conservatory, conservatory training sort of encourages you and, you know, tries to, (laughs) it pushes you toward that route, that trajectory, Mm -hmm. which is different for everyone. But in that type of training, it's kind of like they're training everyone to do one thing almost. And, um, so when I graduated, actually, I start. I did Sleep No More. I, I did that a week after I graduated. I started Sleep No More, which is an immersive theater mm-hmm. show. I've always wanted to watch it now. It seems so yes. interesting. <laughs> it is. Interesting. Um, the intersection of dance and theater. Um, and so, okay, so in between. So what happens is uh, <laughs> I've been a freelance, dan- a freelance artist for many years, um, with the exception of Ballet Spanagle. That was the most constant um, mm-hmm. gig in my life, which was two, lasted for two years. Otherwise, what happens is I'll do a gig and then usually I decide to leave because I want to um, try something different. It's just my personality. Like I'm always looking at what's happening next um, once I feel like I've taken what I can from the experience. Um, And then I'll do freelance work based out of Miami oftentimes with Latin artists. Mm. Um, So I I know a couple choreographers um, that I work with frequently that if I'm available and there's a job, like there's a Latin award show, there's a concert in South America or something like that, I'll go home, you know, I'll learn the material and I'll fly out and I'll do a show. And that for me is always a really nice break mm-hmm. from rigor and of concert dance and what that means, what that is to go and do like a concert in front of thousands of people where it's just like you're sharing sort of that experience and feeding off of their energy and not having to worry in the same way when you're in like on a proscenium stage and it's like, you know, you're worrying about nailing everything and <laughs> all the hours of rehearsal spent, you know, and the sort of perfectionism of it. Mm-hmm. It's nice to let that go. And I really actually enjoy that. And it's a really nice balance in my career to have that. Um, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was curious about that. I've never, as a dancer myself, experienced anything like that. <laughs> I've only done the stage situation of, you know, curated yeah. these different kinds of curated performances. And it's, it, it does seem like it'd be super fun, like much more, I'm sure very demanding still and very technical still. But like you said, there's a very different kind of energy to feed off of yeah. from the audience. Yeah. Like people just living their best lives, trying to see Ricky Martin. <laughs> Just party party atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And it's taken me to um, many countries in South and Central America. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten to meet people from those regions and performing for them and their level of appreciation and just based, you know, based on, based a lot on like the level of poverty over there and whatnot. It's changed my perspective on life so much. So not only is the dancing aspect of it great, the traveling and like meeting people, um, and and sharing that experience with them and performing for them, it, it's been really awesome for me. That's great. It's great. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a totally different audience than a dance audience. People, theater going folk, you know, these are people that are, you know, it's just different. Yeah. So. 
That sounds amazing. <laughs> so how, how many countries have you traveled to now for dance? <laughs> it's funny you ask. I really haven't counted. <laughs> I, um, well, so that probably means a good amount, decent amount, if you... <laughs> well, I want to... I don't... I want to say around 20-something. Wow. Wow. Right now. That's what I think going around 20-something. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds both <laughs> exhilarating and exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually traveling for six months with Kid Pivot, that was the longest I've traveled and it was exhausting. Wow. Yeah. I was wow. ready to come home to my room, my bed. <laughs> sure. I'll you so yeah, let's let's get into Kid Pivot land. I I mean any <laughs> I feel like um it's so interesting as a ballet dancer like that's all I have done in my life professionally like you know training wise I've done other things but I live in the ballet world and even in the ballet world crystal pipe is god like it's just <laughs> to see someone just permeate the dance world in such a deep way is kind of extraordinary like I don't I don't I don't know if this has ever happened before. You know what I mean? Like someone like her yeah. that just like has such an effect on so many different types of dancers and like inspires, like you say, Crystal Pite and you say Kid Pivot. Everyone's like, Oh my God, I love Kid Pivot. Oh my God. I love Crystal Pite. And so the dancers that are Kid Pivot, I mean, you guys are, you get the hero worship too. <laughs> I just have to tell you, like I, after seeing, I, God, I, cause I had seen Kid Pivot do um, the Tempest replica live years back and that it was an hour and a half no intermission show and it felt like 30 minutes i was just like glued <laughs> the whole time um and then betrothen height i i almost couldn't sleep i was just so moved <laughs> by everything all of you had done on stage i just have to tell you like it was like a fantastic audience experience so thank you for that um just amazing um but yeah so i mean this has been it had been a dream of yours you said for a while how did how did that end up happening for you um really randomly actually <laughs> i feel like that's always the, the best you know the best connections are the most random ones. <laughs> yeah, super random and unexpected in my life mm -hmm. i um i went to springboard i don't know if you're familiar with springboard in montreal it's a program, a summer, it's a summer program. Um, and they bring in a couple different companies and they'll, they they have auditions for dancers and they'll set about like eight or nine different works with the, with these main companies. Um, and we'll have a showing at the end and it's all geared towards finding a job, hopefully AKA springboard. Mm -hmm. So it's oh, try, I, trying to set this platform. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, for to yeah make that leap into the professional world hopefully awesome. yeah so a lot of times these companies are looking for dancers um but i went when i was in school when i was i purchased my uh, um, junior year and i went because kid pivot was going to be there <laughs> however i did not get <laughs> pivot piece i was not selected by jermaine one of the other dancers <laughs> who's a friend of mine um but Everything happens for a reason, and I happened Very to be true. in another piece. Jermaine saw the show, and after he saw the show, Jermaine Spivey, who's a dancer, um, mm -hmm. just yeah, he's yeah. one dancers in Kid yeah, Pivot, a phenomenal um, dancer, incredible, human <laughs> dancer, yeah, a god. Yeah, um, 
he came up to me, approached me, and we had a really nice conversation. He was very complimentary, and I was obviously in shock because he was like someone I have admired and looked up to, you know, mm-hmm. super, like superhero in my eyes. So I, was, I had no words. Um, <laughs> sent me a message like maybe a year later saying, hey, there's a possibility that, no, like three years later. Mm-hmm. Or four years later. I'm sorry. I'm in my timeline. It's like <laughs> it's because you're so busy. It's hard to keep track when you're that busy. <laughs> the years start blending together. Every year that I add more jobs, I lose more track of where what I've been doing. <laughs> A little more clear. I was in Ballet Hispanico at the time, and Jermaine had seen me in one of the pieces. He came to a dress rehearsal, and um, he had messaged me and let me know that. Uh, there was a potential for an opening in Cape Pivot because one of the dancers was going to be leaving for the last tour of Betrothen Height. It wasn't for certain what was going on, but um, that he thought that I'd be a good fit and he would recommend me to Crystal. Um, so then that happened and I didn't hear anything for like maybe two more years after that or a year and a half. And I woke up one morning from a, to an email from Crystal Pipe. And I had literally, I, I mean, I literally had to like rub my eyes and make sure that I was still dreaming. <laughs> Because I was like, there's no way, like, she's emailing me personally, you know, oh. to see her name pop up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That must have been, yeah, very starstruck. <laughs> alarming yeah. in a weird way. Like, <laughs> double take, <laughs> triple That's take, quadruple take. Right. <laughs> and um, she reached out to me and let me know that there was interest um, and that if I was, well, first of all, she's one of the most humble human beings. Her email started off with, hey, my name's Crystal. I'm not from, sure if you're familiar with my work. And I was like, no, I have no idea who you are, what, what you do. So, um, yeah, a little bit, of, that shows a little bit about, you know, uh-huh. the type of person she is. Um, and she invited me out to Vancouver. I spent two days with her, um, learning some of the material, um, improving, workshopping some of the stuff, the solo. And at the end of it, she offered me the job and I joined them in the last tour of the Trophen Height. Um, for six months, which was like probably the best six months of my life, my career thus far, to be honest, Um, dancing with those dancers, watching her work, um, just experiencing her kindness on a daily basis and how that is conducive to, you know, great work. Like there's, there's no other way in Mm -hmm. my eyes now after working with her. um, And I see that effect on everyone she works with. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, just really memorable six months of my life. Yeah, I, I feel like that's another thing about Crystal. She's she's really a game changing presence in dance. I feel like in that way, because there's I mean, there's some really lovely people working in dance. Um, there's also some really not lovely people working in dance. And I think people um I don't know. It's, it's an interesting world in the way that I think because everything's so personal, like this is my art and like you are part of my vision and my vision is this. And like, I think there's sometimes a feeling that the intensity level has to be not, I, I has, not hurtful, but maybe um, abrasive in order to like really get people where they need to go. Like you have to like shock them into it. And I think, uh, crystal with the level of success that she's had um, both with her own company and working with other companies too it just really shows the gold standard of nurturing is okay and because she just has that such a clear focus when she's in the room like it's you know she's really all about the dancers and getting you to a wonderful place and she and she wants to make that a happy experience (laughs) 
Absolutely. versus like a, a motivating from a place of fear. She's she's just really like we're all in this together and we are a family and she's kind of she's she's the mother of the work and she's the mother of you as a dancer it seems right. when she's there yeah, and she's, i mean she really establishes that we're all equal mm-hmm. and you know there's a shared humanity and it's rare you know to step into a situation with someone you know that caliber um to have them make you feel as though your contribution is of equal value. You know, like this is literally a camaraderie. We're here together to create this work. It's never like I am, you're doing a service for me. We like, we're doing, we're both really doing a service to the art form. It's really, the dynamic is really special. And I, um, actually in my last meeting with her, I thanked her. I was like, aside from this obvious, like incredible experience of getting to perform your work for six months, I will forever remember the way in which you worked with us and the way that you made me feel as a dancer um, and the way you made me feel valued. And I will hope to carry that into my career in whatever capacity I can. Um, and then I thought if I'm ever in a leadership position, I really want to emulate that because it just, it was clear to me, like as dancers, we, we, we are critical of ourselves enough. You know what I mean? We, this is an everyday thing where we're just like beating ourselves up, you know? So to have someone in front of the room, who is supportive and who, um, every step of the way, she's like, anything you do, she's like, it's okay. That's, that's great. I'm open to it. I don't have all the answers. That sort of conversation and communication. It's like, of course the dancers in the work is going to be amazing because she's allowing, you know, everyone to sort of contribute and show themselves and feel comfortable and confident and not, we're not going into the room or into the work with doubt, you know? Mm sort of that doesn't really exist in that company and i've you know i've I've worked in other settings and um with many different people and directors and choreographers and um a lot of times you don't feel like your voice matters as much as i felt like my voice mattered when i was working at kid pivot and it was really a special feeling yeah that's that's amazing it's it's so great to have people create such a safe space for dancers because it I really, I really firmly believe, and you can see the product from how she's working, like the product of dancers, Absolutely. that, you know, it, it pays to make dancers feel that safe and that valued because you, so much bravery comes out in people when they're not afraid to fail or they're not afraid of what the person in the front of the room is like thinking, judging them every moment. It, all of a sudden, it's like you open up a whole nother level um, and stronger, smarter about what you're doing and more open about yeah. who you are as a dancer, I feel like. You know, my personal experience with Get Pivot, I was stepping into a role that had been created on another dancer who's five foot seven. I'm a six foot man. He's like a ninja. I'm not a ninja. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, he had skill set he actually yeah. came from like a break dance background mm-hmm. and i could pop up not break dance similar but different you know yeah different skill sets and obviously the amount of pressure was immense you know and it felt at times felt insurmountable but i truly the only reason i was able to succeed in that environment was because of her and her leadership because stepping into something where it's number one deeply personal you know for yeah. everyone involved oh, yeah particularly the creator of the work Mm -hmm. um and extremely physical you know extremely physical 
it's it you definitely need that support and you need to feel the love you know because you're stepping into something and i had a lot of respect for what i was stepping into you know i understood um but in that she gave me so much liberty to show who chris was and don't feel she was like i'm not necessarily attached to everything that was created she's like it's a different person different body i want to see your interpretation and she was open to it throughout the whole way through um and it was a work in progress the whole way through for me you know it really was i spent two weeks with them in in vancouver sort of learning the material and getting it in my body which it wasn't until like i said to earlier on before we started this podcast until the last <laughs> of Montreal where I was like, yes, that, that was the feeling I've been going for and then it was over. <laughs> I like, oh man. <laughs> Life of a dancer, but you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by the t- sometimes by the time you find it, it's time to say goodbye, which is <laughs> very upsetting experience. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, God, I can't even imagine two weeks because that, that was one of the things I was really struck by with that show um, is it is a marathon for marathon. all of you. And, and it's a very small cast. Um, it's a long program and it's very dense. I, I'd say both choreographically dance wise and also intention wise. <laughs> like yes. there's just so much in it um, yeah. physically and mentally <laughs> that I, I, I remember thinking just, <laughs> I went with another um, colleague of mine, Rachel Foster, a friend of mine, and it's like, just how on earth were you all still dancing like that by the end? Oh my God. Like there's so few of you and you just, you're, you're the whole show for like how long? Two hours straight, basically almost like <laughs> one small intermission. And there's how many of you? Like six, six seven? Plus. Yeah. Six. Plus. Six. Yeah. yeah. God, it's just... I don't really have an answer. Oh, yeah. Worldly energy happening on that stage with those dancers, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's definitely a relationship that we all had. Um, And, yeah, we we picked each other up along the way. You know, we definitely – there are moments that, you know, there are moments where some of us were injured. There are moments where we didn't have understudies. There are moments where we had to make it work. You know what I mean? There's only six of us. It's two hours. Like you said, you know, it's extremely physical and – there were plenty of moments where I didn't know if I could make it, you know, but I had Jermaine, Cindy, Tiffany, all of them to sort of be there and they held me up. Um, and we do the same for anyone in the cast. Um, and we all, it's like, it's, it's a collective idea. You know, we, we understand what we're embarking upon before this show and it definitely feels heavy. Um, but it's funny because like you said, like how it's, you never like, intermission i'm sure the audience feels like wow that's how i felt like as a performer myself i felt like i never left the land of betrothed height for two hours like every time i performed it it was like i had no other thoughts everything else kind of just shut off mm-hmm. and it was like laser focus on what we were doing because that's what the work requires but at the end of it it's funny because i, I really didn't feel human after i performed that work mm-hmm. like i didn't feel like i had the capacity to speak to people after like the only thing I felt like I could do was lie down, you know, and just go to sleep. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's that heavy. So. Yeah. The others, I, there's, yeah, there's some shows that I, I know that feeling actually, uh, um, for Romeo and Juliet, and actually every time I did The Nurse in Romeo and Juliet, we do uh, Jean-Christophe Mayos from Ballet Monte Carlo, and it's more contemporary, and it's like really raw. 
And I, I felt like such a crazy person because not everyone has that kind of part in that piece, but I would just be like sitting by myself in the corner, just like staying in the ultimate distress until the next scene. And I just like, I couldn't even in, like, <laughs> like, cause it can't yeah. interact with anyone. You're just like, <laughs> right. yeah. in sensory overload shock in a weird way. But, um, uh, and so it's a lot of people, I think, I mean, this piece hasn't toured everywhere. So a lot of people probably aren't familiar with the show. How much did you know about the show when you were coming in? Because it's, I don't know if you want to get into a little bit of, um, it's a, it's a heavy piece of work. And like you said, it's a very personal piece of work for Crystal, especially. Um, did you know um, much about it? Had you seen it or? To be honest, my, the greatest regret I have is not seeing the Trophon Height before doing it. <laughs> To be honest, you know, if I had the opportunity to sit in the audience, I would take it in day. I mean, I, they hadn't toured it to America, you know, mm -hmm. um, they did North Carolina once, um, and there were talks of New York, but it never happened. And so I didn't catch it along the way. I had heard about it, mm -hmm. um, from people, but I hadn't been following them, you know, and their whereabouts. So I kind of didn't know much about the show, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, once it was mentioned to me, I started doing research and I read about it and um, watched all the videos and interviews about the show. Um, so I went into the process just sort of having like an idea of what it was, you know. Um, and then Crystal sent me a link to watch the show. And I was like, okay, this is what this is, you know, wanting to step into and yeah, I, I had I, I definitely going into the show because so just a little bit about it. Um, Jonathan Young, who is the writer of the show, um, and also acts in the show and dances in the show, an incredible. He, he was amazing. Person. Yeah, um, he wrote this show after a tragic incident where his daughter and his nephew died in a fire um, while on vacation. So, you know, that's, you know, a really traumatic event happened in his life and sort of wrote this, this, this piece of work, um, that at first actually was meant to be a one person show. And then he approached Crystal to direct it. And then it led to it becoming an actual work with her dancers and a collaboration. Um, so that's kind of interesting. That wasn't the intent when it was created and written at first. Um, and then they kind of collaborated and the two geniuses came together and created this work. But yeah, stepping into the process, I, I actually was, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit intimidated um, and just sort of worried that I, I, I was worried because I didn't know how it relate to the other dancers, you know, stepping into a new environment with people I wasn't familiar with um, and relate to someone who wrote an event based on a personal tragedy in his own life and how I can, how, how, how could I step into an, uh, into an environment um, and serve the purpose of the work without really knowing him or having a relationship with them and him, you know? So I, that gave me a bit of, that, that created a bit of fear in myself before um, joining the company. I try not to think too much about it, um, but it definitely would like creep into my thoughts here and there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But the moment I began, the moment I met Jonathan, he was just... He embraced me with open arms and he was like, I know that if Crystal trusts you, I can trust you. So, you know, that's how we began the process. And then after that, it was like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that would definitely 
feel quite a bit daunting. Um, and had you, at that point, did you feel like you had ever even performed a piece with like that level of um, intensity emotionally? Or was, was it just like a whole nother world that way? I have to say, when I did Sleep No More, this is based off Macbeth. I would actually have nightmares quite often when I was in Sleep No More, um, just because the show is so dark um, and the content is also heavy. Um, but that was a fictional, like, you know what I mean, a fictional mm-hmm. story. So this, this being that it was based off of a true event, it definitely, yeah, I, it was something new for me. Um, but what I found through the work is that the theme and idea of trauma and grief are universal. And it really transcends just his personal life experience. Um, and that's the only way that, the only healthy way that he could really be a part of something like that, you know? So there's so much beauty in, you know, mm-hmm. in that, um, although it's intense, um, I definitely like as a performer and seeing the reaction from the audience members, you know, I feel like we touch people in a way that is um, definitely uh, a universal idea of dealing with grief and trauma and learning how to let go and continue to live your life, you know, mm-hmm. with that always existing and sort of, it's almost like therapy. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Interesting process, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it is very much kind of a gift of a piece in that way. Um, it's so wonderful that Crystal is not afraid to go there because it it does go to show. It, it is very uniting. We, I mean, I definitely identified with that feeling <laughs> as I was watching. Of just like, yeah, I feel like I've been down this rabbit hole before, right. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's from it. You don't necessarily know. It's never really stated you know mm-hmm. what exactly is happening mm-hmm. but you understand you know yeah yeah the, raw, the raw emotion is emotion. Emotion. yeah and everyone relates now and way to it which is a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. oh just yeah. wonderful <laughs> so that must have just been just i mean what a what a first kid pivot show to have <laughs> come in on wow <laughs> zero to 60 what uh yeah and, I, yeah and it seemed i mean i know um I don't know if it's so much this way anymore, but I remember when I first started hearing about Kid Pivot, it was through um, Victor Quijada, actually. And uh, I know at the time they were kind of sharing dancers, depending on the production, like so-and-so yeah. would only be in the U show and so-and-so would only, <laughs> just that kind of thing. And yeah. is it, is it still kind of that way? Is like now as a dancer that has performed with them, are you, are you like kind of on call or, or like <laughs> they have your number or, you know, cause I, <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I was trying to go to Montreal this week to see their show. They're doing the new show that we actually, we began working on it during the tour. Um, she came for, to a couple stops and we workshopped some ideas and some scenes. Um, so, yeah, I sort of, I sort of filled in for someone that decided to step out in this last tour. And um, she, you know, she had cast the, the next um, project already, but it's definitely a relationship that I've developed with her that, um, adore that I think I'd like to keep open just in terms of like contact. And, um, I would love to, I love like watching her work, you know, it's something that even to like sit in on rehearsals or be a part of like workshopping anything. I'm so open to that, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's every every work uh, it's, tends to be like there's a couple people that have been with her for a while, mm-hmm. like ten years, like Cindy and Jermaine, um, and others that have come on board. You know, now there's some new dancers that are on board for this new show, The Reviser. So yeah, it's and then everyone after the tour breaks off and does their own thing, mm-hmm. and then yeah. reassembles again. So it's <laughs> not like the conventional format. Yeah, um, it's, it's such a it's such an interesting world that way of like coming together and leaving coming together like you know just yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of orbiting each other and then occasionally intersecting and <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of cool in a way it's like a big extended family it seems like <laughs> it is. It is. um and you were a part of they did a documentary in canada is that right about crystal you're part of that did, yeah they did it in the making um they selected eight artists eight canadian artists and profiled them and um they happened to <laughs> they happened to film our first stop in los angeles which was my first show for the first time i also had camera crew oh my gosh. in the house oh my as well i'm filming our rehearsals our tech and the actual show itself i had a mild breakdown i'm not gonna lie oh, I'm i'll sure. be honest i had a breakdown in our rehearsal um the pressure <laughs> but you know like i said everyone's super supportive so it ended up being a great experience it's kind of nice to have something like archived you know, yeah. Yeah. I can look back on and remember the experience. Well, when, you know, when there's that much happening, like how, how do you not have a moment at least of feeling overwhelmed? Um, <laughs> and also sometimes breakdowns just kind of need to happen. <laughs> I've discovered. Let it out. And then you feel <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes trying to keep it in is sometimes much more counterproductive than just having the moment and then moving on. <laughs> not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and you, you've done a lot. I've, I mean, on your feed, and uh, you're still interested in Broadway too. Is that right? I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I after doing on your feed, that was my like first time doing anything in the musical theater world, and I have no formal training, formal vocal training or theater training. However. Now what I'm finding is, well, the 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 um the challenge that I have tasked myself with is how do I use my experience as a performer and bring that into this new work that I'm doing in, in musical theater? Um, and how do I bring a level of confidence without really having real formal training? Um, I do have training as a performer. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in On Your Feet, um someone got hurt and actually ended up having to become a character and learn and have lines on Broadway. I mean, this was like, not, you know, not in the five year plan, this kind of, just like, you know, Surprise. Was really and I, I remember that I, the first night I did it, I pretty much blacked out. I don't remember what I, how I did or what I said. Um, I don't think I executed lines or I, it was a disaster, but um, you know, I started asking myself, I'm like, you know, Chris, you, you've performed, you've been in front of people, um, you know, use that, you know, how, we, I mean, as dancers, you know, <laughs> to put it simply, we know how to work a crowd. <laughs> and so I, I, I've just sort of tried to find, yeah, the intersection of like dance and theater and how we can incorporate my experience and knowledge. Um, and also I've taken up singing lessons and other things that I wish I would have started when I was younger. <laughs> just because, but you know, who, but, you who know, knows? It, yeah. And it's, it's opened up new doors, you know, and, um, the dance world is, I think it's, it's changed a bit and I feel like the opportunities are sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that 
the, the more that I, I learn, the more tools that I have, um, the more work I'll have, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think with my versatility, it definitely has benefited me financially too, because I, when I'm off, like a lot of concert dance companies are, you know, are not year round. Mm-hmm. So you work for four months and you're off and you're sort of like, what do I do? Do I get a job in a coffee shop? Which is fine. You know, most people do. Um, but I have found that because I, 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 um, have these other tools and skills, I've been able to find work elsewhere, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, right. it's a lesson. I mean, performing, you know, we have our basic focus as dancers of what our thing is, but at the same time, if you love performing, you love performing. And I think it goes to show it's, it's valuable to be a versatile performer in many capacities, like not to decide like I am this and that is it. you know, if you, you gain so much, um, so many wonderful experiences by just opening yourself up to accepting more information and continuing your training and expanding your horizons. Yeah. And that influences your dancing too. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, all of these experiences that I have, whether it's doing like a Latin concert where I'm dancing salsa or I'm doing like a pivot or I'm doing Broadway. I, I mean, I'm learning, you know, about myself and about me as a performer and um, different styles of dance and ways of moving and that knowledge, you know what I mean? It's just like a, a accumulation of knowledge mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that definitely comes in use. And being from like going into a conservatory setting like Purchase, um, the training was great. I just do like reflecting back, I think like for dancers now, young dancers, I just wish that I was exposed to other, like, like theater and singing and other, um, things when I was in school, you know, just that reflect how the dance world has changed as well. Um, cause like I said earlier, there's not really one trajectory, you know, mm-hmm. so when you leave school, you kind of have this idea, like, especially coming from a conservatory, like I'm going to join a company. You know, and then you get into the real world, you move to New York City and there's like three companies that are hiring, you know, and there's yeah. like hundreds of, of recent graduates. Um, so, yeah, definitely like all these things help, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You never you never know what is we all have an idea of what the opportunity we want is, <laughs> but that's not necessarily the opportunity that is available to us. Um, so it's yeah, it's important to. I mean, you know, what I thought I wanted in school has changed, mm-hmm. you know, my, and when I've, um, aspired to do something and then I was there like in the moment in the experience, I was like, wow, this is not what I expected it to be, you know? And I'm like, maybe this life isn't for me, mm-hmm. you know? So it's definitely great to be open. Yeah. yeah. And, and it goes to show, I mean, that's, that's okay. I think people get afraid <laughs> a lot of times like if this doesn't work out this way like this is what i planned for and this is what i decided and i have to commit to this and sometimes you know it's like you can't have all the information you need going in it's impossible so sometimes the only way to figure out whether something is a good fit is to enter the world and be willing to see when it stops yeah. benefiting you <laughs> so to be open to change is Flexibility yeah. is hard for, I think, I think for dancers in general, um, flexibility can sometimes be hard because we are, it's, it's so rigorous, the training and it's so focused and it, you know, we get kind of little tunnel vision sometimes, 
but you can have a really rich career if you're willing to <laughs> try new things. Yeah, I always like tell myself like, because I'm always stepping into the unknown. I have this habit, like I said earlier, I kind of like taking risks and I, I'll leave a job when I'm like, okay, I've taken all that I can take from it. I'm like, I'm ready to try something new and I have no work. I just think it's like time and I follow that gut instinct, you know, mm-hmm. but then it leads to these like remarkable experiences that I've had, you know, and I always, I always remind myself when I'm in those new experiences, I'm like, if I wouldn't have left, I wouldn't be here today, you know? So it definitely has added to the richness of my career in taking those risks and being open to change and not, yeah, living from a place of fear. Um, because you never know what's on the other side, really, unless you go for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Life is uh, nothing if not surprising, I feel like, is <laughs> the lesson I continue to relearn every year, and it sounds like you would have too. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. And I, I like um, what you said, too, just about how much you learn from doing other things, too, because I, I feel like diversifying training in the way of for you exploring beyond dance, even like in theater and things, it, it adds a level, a different level of sensitivity to your dancing. I'm sure than than you would have had before. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I, when I, when I started with the trophy height, I definitely found myself pulling from sleep no more. Mm. Like years before, you know, I, those interactions and that, um, ability to connect with text. I mean, different things, you know, like that I was tasked with at Sigma more that at that time were extremely daunting because I was a dancer graduating from school. They were like, here's a monologue, Shakespeare. I mean, you know, not an easy task even for an actor. No. Yeah. So as a dancer, it was terrifying. Um, and I worked through it in the process, you know, it was also another thing. Like by the six month I was like, okay, I think I got it. And then I was like, but I think I'm leaving, you know? So it's like one of those things, but I found myself pulling from that experience and just remembering and like, definitely like I felt more confident because of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And now that I'm going into musical theater, I've been tasked with like doing like reading for characters. And this is all really new for me as a dancer. Um, but I, it's definitely been interesting um, sort of journey to find <laughs> that level of confidence because as a dancer, I'm like, that's who I am. I define myself as that. Um, but I want to be able to bring that experience into like, yeah, theater and music and um, to open up more doors and possibilities. And um, so it's a journey right now that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I've, I've taken singing lessons this year. I mean, I'm really expanding here. I'm trying, wow. you know, I'm putting myself out there. <laughs> Bravo. I mean, we'll <laughs> see what happens, but it's all you can do is try. Yeah, no, it's, it's really exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and do you think, I mean, when you face these moments of, you know, starting something new and you hit that initial fear of like, okay, like, oh, this is so, so new. What, what, (laughs) it's a big question, loaded question. What do you think is the leading thing that kind of gets you over that hump? Is it just kind of the desire to like, okay, but I wanted something new. I wanted a new adventure. Does that just kind of propel you into these things? Like the, oh no, I've, I'm now reading for characters. I'm doing monologues and things like. Um, I, I will say I, in the past, definitely actually in the more recent months, I have been faced with challenges where I've had major breakdowns, um, where I've really 
doubted my ability and started to question my desires as well. Of like, is this what I want for my career? Because the shift is kind of happening where I'm transitioning more into musical theater and theater um, and not just dance. And I think it's, well, it's a scary place to be because there's a level of um, discomfort that comes with that and the unknown for me. Um, but I also think that I, I can see what the potential is and knowing that sort of pushes me through those moments that are terrifying. Um, and I mean, they're terrifying in the sense, I mean, I'm like really going and bombing auditions, like having to sing and forgetting all the lyrics. I mean, blacking out, like these are a feeling like I felt like when it was like my first performance ever, like having that, those sensations that I haven't mm -hmm. experienced in so long. Um, so <laughs> it's been quite traumatic in a way, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and definitely I've had to talk to myself and like talk it out and meditate, talk to my mother, like, you know, go back and be like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> um, and I, I definitely, I mean, I'm questioning like what I want for my career, you know? Um, and so I'm not really certain. I'm not for certain right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a journey and it's a process and I'm kind of going with it and I, I'm trying to prepare myself. That's what, what I am doing is equipping myself with more knowledge and tools by taking singing lessons, um, by putting, you know, like studying lines with other actors, um, you know, and just reading back and forth and getting more comfortable. Um, I'm doing all that I feel like I can do to prepare. Um, and just kind of going with it and trusting yeah. that it's going to me to the right place. Yeah. Which I mean, can be very hard to do. It's amazing that you're, that you're doing that. I think that, uh, for, you know, young dancers that might be listening to this, it's, I think there is an assumption that, you know, you hit a certain age or you work for a certain amount of years in your field and you, you don't get nervous anymore. You don't, you don't face these obstacles right. of, you know, kind of a <laughs> crisis of faith in yourself. Um, and I, I feel like I certainly, as a young dancer, kind of, kind of thought that in a way, maybe not with like absolute certainty, but I don't know, just you get that feeling like, oh, that person's been doing it forever. Like they, you know, they have right. this certain way of being that they just deliver. And to be fair, maybe there are some dancers, I think there are some and some performers that just like kind of have that machine like quality. They're like, I am here and this is what I do. But there's a lot of us that even at a high level and even no, no matter how much you do sometimes at a very high level, those things, you still get those battles. And when new things come up, like I, I remember, God, maybe it was th four years ago, five years ago, I went through about, and I can't even remember what really spurred it, but I went through a bout of major performance anxiety and like lasted solidly through a season. Like every single time I would go to do something, I was terrified of failure and it was just, it's just like it's just interesting you know and it's you they they kind of pop up every once in a while these like little life crisis moments of uh, it's like and is it is it in relation to what's happening in your life outside yeah. of dance I think all those things sort of play into it you know mm -hmm. where you are as a person in your life and as you get older I mean you're faced with different things and um those anxieties I think sometimes can also creep into your work and your you know and you're just on your craft um, and I have found that as well, like the relationship between my life outside of dance and my career, you know, um, and how there's sort of parallels in a way at times. Um, and 
I also noticed like in the past couple of years, because I've been performing so heavily, um, that I like really kind of stopped taking class. Mm. I like had this major revelation last year where I was like, Chris, when did you stop being a student? You know? Um, so I put myself out there even more now because I had that realization that I promised myself that I would get into class and I would like take risks and try new things. So that's all part of what I'm, the journey I'm on right now. Um, and it's exciting and terrifying at the same time. Um, but I think it's gonna, it's going to, um, yeah, lead to really exciting opportunities in the future yeah. that I, that I don't think I've ever planned for, you know, that I never would have expected. And that's happened already in my career. Um, but yeah, I, I see that happening more and more as I'm getting older mm-hmm. and every year I'm like reevaluating what I'm doing and why mm-hmm. and where I see myself. It's like a year to year thing now for me. It's really not like, I don't have a, I have an idea of maybe where I see myself like way far out in the future, but like year to year, I'm kind of just like, okay, what's, what's happening? What's the next step? Am I staying in New York city? Am I moving away? Am I, you know? Yeah. And so, the world is your oyster. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, there's something really beautiful about returning to student life in a way, um, which I, I was surprised by that too, because I, I, as we were talking about earlier, um, hip surgeries, <laughs> when I was recovering from mine, um, not only was I like, as you experience, like you start over again a little bit um, as a dancer, like you started the basics again, but also I had gone home like to the people that had trained me from the time I was nine. <laughs> so I was like a student again, like even taking with like 10 year olds occasionally. <laughs> and it was, at first I was like, I, I felt a little out of sorts. And then the longer I did it, I was really invigorated by it. It's like, God, just the process sometimes when you're in the right hands with people and you're really getting amazing information like oh my god this is actually great i forgot how much i missed this like basic focus time of like taking in information and like deeply applying and really mulling it over and like what does it mean for my body what does it mean for me it's like because we i think as professionals we get on this kick of just roll like moving through things so quickly you're just going 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 and then all of a sudden you just take a step back and you're like in training (laughs) and it's just it's actually wonderful, but it's it's foreign at first. Once you've been in the field for a while, just working away, I feel like it's yeah. It's uh, like you. I have found like through my surgeries, it's in a way been a blessing for me because it's given me a moment to breathe and reflect um, and learn, retrain. Uh, it, it's hard to slow down as an adult mm-hmm. in your career, you know, especially yeah. if you're in company, you're working a lot. Um, it's just, you know, work after work, show after show, you know, I, I mean, you're kind of just going with it and it's nice. You're forced. I mean, it's, you know, it's not voluntary. You're kind of just forced <laughs> to, to stop and take a moment um, and address. I've had the chance to address a lot of things and a lot of weaknesses and a lot of areas that had I been dancing and continue to perform, I would not have had the chance to do that. Um, so it is nice to have that moment and like be a student again. I totally agree. I have found um, a lot of like ease in that. Um, it's give me a peace of mind to slow down and like take a step back, and also like appreciate all that has happened, you know, yeah. and all that's to come. Mm-hmm. And and it's, I mean, it's 
it's a battle to be injured as a dancer <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, and you've had a couple of surgeries. You've had um, four, <laughs> four. <laughs> a couple. I was trying. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted to say how many, but you've had four surgeries, which yeah, having having watched you last year, like just blows my mind um, that <laughs> you've had, I again never would have known. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's funny. I, something that I've hoped with this podcast and that I'm going to be pursuing more, um, sneak peek for audiences that are listening, <laughs> um, is just the idea of health. Like, you know, it's, it's 2019 and I appreciate you just saying the phrase, I'm open about it because I feel like sometimes there's, it's like, injured or <laughs> post-op as a dancer is like weirdly it's like a, a dirty word as in a weird way you know what I mean like we're not supposed to <laughs> go through these things or struggle with these things even though it's inevitable based on how inc incredibly physical our work is all the time like how do you not get injured when you're trying to operate at such a high level as an athlete it's just <laughs> Like football players get injured all the time. People are like, oh yeah, like obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny is that I've started to really, when I'm injured, I look at myself as an athlete. Mm. I have that approach now. I'm like, of course I'm injured. Like, yeah. of course, you know, yeah. things are going to happen. Just, <laughs> just like athletes, I'm an athlete too. It sort of helps me to just like stay on track a bit, mm -hmm. um, because you have, we have to think of ourselves in a way, you know, as athletes, we're, we're pushing our bodies to extremes, you know, and everybody's body is different. And um, I've been, unfortunately, I, I had some like anatomical sort of abnormalities at birth, you know, um, <laughs> Same. <that's laughs> and makes me more susceptible to injury in a lot mm -hmm. of ways um, with my meniscus and my hips. Um, but yeah, I, when I when I when I go through these experiences, I'm like I'm an athlete. Okay, I have I have I have, I have to have surgery. Okay, and after surgery, I just have to do my physical therapy, recover, and train again to get back into it. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it sort of has it has helped me. And um, you know, I I have found like a network of people here in New York City that have been a support system for me, and I um, am really like. I really encourage others and when I speak to the other dancers, um, young dancers who are going through injury to like really open up and reach out to others um, and to resources um, because there are resources there that are available, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's really important because especially first time around, you know, you're, you feel as if your life comes to a halt, like complete, you know, completely like it's how you define yourself. Most of us, you know, it's all we know. So you're kind of like in this place and you kind of are lost in a way, you know, in a sense, and you kind of have to find yourself again. Um, so I'm always like people, actually a lot of people reach out to me that are injured. Um, a lot of like That's students great. from purchase have reached out to me just for advice and like having gone through these operations, um, how I managed to get back on my feet again. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And there, and it's true. There's such a learning curve and that's something I wish there were, more of, and I think it's it's starting to happen um, that there are more resources of educating dancers about um, what the process is because it is a process, and it's funny I have been through 
a few major injuries, the one surgery and um, same, like I, I get asked a lot about injuries and yeah. such and what to do. And I'm, I'm proud to know what to do. Um, yeah, yeah, because it, it's not, it's not a bad thing to take care of yourself. You just need to know what you're, where you're supposed to go, who to talk to, all these things. And right. I'm always really proud when um, I'm, we have the professional division students here and I'm choreographing for them again. And I'm really happy that some of them have been going through injuries. Um, you know, they all handle it differently, but there was one girl that I was instantly just like filled with joy <laughs> because she was out for maybe like two days or something. And I was like, oh God, I hope she's, she's okay. What's going on? And I got filled in by the school and then I got filled in by her where she's like, yeah, I was having pain. Um, I went to the doctor um, there. They put me in a boot. Um, I'm going to do physical therapy for this song. They think I'm going to be out for this song, but I'm going to, you know, like take this amount of time. I just wanted to make sure I did it right, you know, right away. So I could really see, you know, so hopefully I'll be ready by June. Right. And I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it just it just made me so happy that it was someone because I think just there are so many people that are just so afraid to be injured but like you said we're athletes it's yeah. it is just something that's gonna happen like and especially I mean <laughs> there are very few of us that are perfectly built for dance anatomically like dance is weird we're doing weird things to our bodies all the time whether you're a break dancer whether you're a ballet dancer whether you're, it's just like not normal <laughs> yeah, no, and just pretend like, oh, you just like, you're not cut out for this because you don't have the body will, that will sustain this is such a fallacy, I think. And to hear someone that was like, you know, I, I always think, I always tell whoever I'm talking to about this, like, it's like, okay, well, have you been to the doctor? And they're like, oh, no, I haven't gone yet. Da, da, you know, they're so afraid of hearing what it is. And it's like, you, you don't know how to deal with it until you know what it is. Knowledge is power. And once you have that knowledge, as hard as it is, as daunting as it might sound, you, you'll know where to go. And that's just part of it. Like you have to be willing to receive the information and then you find your network, you find those people that will help you through that. Um, and then sometimes too, it's a process of multiple opinions, like <laughs> second right. opinions in, you know, medicine, that's, it's a real thing. You know, sometimes you need to talk to more than one doctor, all these things, but just the idea of, I, I just, I love that she was just like diving in and that just made, I was thrilled. It's like, okay, she's just, she's on top of it. She's in that boot. She's going to be okay. She's taking care of herself. And I, and I find myself with all of them like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I can't rehearse today. Or, you know, the, one comes in on crutches. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. You know, this, at the end of the day, if you couldn't do this piece, it's not the end of the world. It's right. the long-term situation is what you're looking at. You know, here you are like 18 or 19. <laughs> right. You have the whole rest of your career ahead of you, hopefully. And I mean, you gotta, you have to keep that perspective to definitely maintain because, um, I mean, I've had to pass up so much opportunity. Like, in total, I've missed out on like almost two years of my career mm -hmm. in dance of my injuries you know and to people that seems like oh my god you know like, and of course to me at the time as well like when i've had to i just my recent injury when i tore my meniscus i had to drop out of an award show and drop another gig and you know the only way that i'm able to like maintain sanity is to remind myself like there's more to come you know i want to be doing this for a longer a much longer time mm -hmm. this is not it you know my career doesn't end with these two gigs um mm -hmm. And I constantly have to remind myself of that. It's definitely like I have to make that like 
an active um, a practice, you know, yeah. in my life. Yeah. Just like, be like, you know, Chris, like you're, and actually you accumulate more knowledge, you know, through your injury on how to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. which is valuable, you know? Oh yeah. And how you're working and just, you yeah. Know, it's, and all of the bad habits you've developed <laughs> over the years uh, where your therapists are like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. You become <laughs> a lot more methodical in your dance. <laughs> You do. Oh my God. I caught myself today doing a step that I was like, oh, that wasn't, I did a pair of, I was like, oh, that wasn't very good. Why wasn't it very good? And I immediately was like back in ballet class with my teacher in Tucson that I was like, oh my God, Chaco would have told me immediately to like, you have to correct your hips this much more. And it's like, I think in younger, less injured days, <laughs> I would have just like pushed, you know, like muscled through it, like worked it out in a different way. But just, yeah. yeah, you just all of a sudden have this information about, like, going back to basics. You're like, oh, my placement, <laughs> it needs to be adjusted, and then it will be okay. But, yeah, it's like, we sometimes we don't even think about that. But having had recovery time makes you think about those things all the time, I feel like. When I'm feeling, like, a pain or something's not working properly or I'm feeling limited in my mobility in a certain joint or area, I immediately go into, like, PT mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like self-correction i'm like you know and like self-diagnosis and then there's, a, there's a whole method and process you know based off of all the injuries i've had i kind of have i feel like i've been able to stop things from getting worse actually mm-hmm. you know by addressing them immediately and not ignoring them oh yeah absolutely you know, it's the worst yeah way to go things oh yeah so. no it's, it's true i i mean i think that's and that's how you avoid um relapses too because i think there are some dancers that also just want to bash through recovery too they're like i just want to get back i just want to get back but if you take the time and you go about it the right way it's not going to haunt you the same way like you know as we get older (laughs) physically a lot of things haunt us (laughs) but it doesn't have to be debilitating in the same way because yeah you just automatically start trying to think about them at the the physical mechanics of like, okay, this hurts. Why does that hurt? Like, wh- right. is there anything I'm doing right now? Like, is there just how I'm standing in the first part of my day that is just setting me up for this kind of pain later? Like how, <laughs> where's my pelvis? I don't know. <laughs> that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, I, I'm really hopeful that more dancers are going gradually going to start, um, living the way that (laughs) you have because I mean it just the fact that you have had four surgeries and you are still dancing at a high level and like I mean I watch (laughs) thinking of the show I watched you do last year it's that is (laughs) such an extreme (laughs) range of motion that you're moving through um and the fact that you know, recovering the right way pays off and yeah. it doesn't need to, I, I think we tie a lot of, and it comes from above, um, above, not above, above, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Above, as far as authority figures go, um, the more old fashioned way of working in dance, it's like we equate our value a lot of times to our health like if you're not healthy, I, and I battled with that a lot with people, and I think I still do battle with that a lot with um, people. It's like if, again, the idea of like if you're injured, that means you're not cut out to do this. 
right. which isn't true because I think that immediately negates everything else you have to offer as a dancer, as a performer, as an artist on stage. Like, does all of that then mean nothing? No. And, but it's this idea of like, I, um, I was, I had a torn meniscus. I, I did, I was dancing Metropolitan Height with a torn meniscus. Wow. I hadn't had surgery yet, but my meniscus was torn. And it was something that Crystal and I discussed in our first meeting. Before we got into the studio, we had coffee together. Right when I landed from Vancouver and we talked, spoke about it, and, you know, I decided that I was going to be very open about, you know, where I stood in terms of like injuries. Um, just because I don't want, I don't like surprises, you know, and also, when you're when, when I found that when I'm more open about what's going on in my body, I'm given the proper amount of time and care that I need to address those things so that I am in the best shape possible, you know, to perform the work. So there's definitely a level of understanding and, you know, and a relationship that's created with those above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of I found that, like, in being open and honest about it, it's definitely created a healthier environment for me, you know, to work through my injuries. Um and the expectation are the expectations are aligned, you know, with you and the, the leadership and director. Um, so I, I, I've always, I'm, I'm definitely now. I feel like I um, and I insist on being honest about those things. Um, and I think as dancers, it's it's definitely something I've learned. But I've, young dancers as well just don't push through the pain and not make anyone aware and don't fight that battle on your own because it's really too much to handle, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. on your own. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, I'm sorry. Kind of look Um, yeah, there's, there's really something to be said about that honesty. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it, it's what you have to do. Um, because it leads to more honesty with yourself too about your situation um and it's going to make you deal with it and like you said surrounding yourself with a good support system is key because you might not always get support from the top like being (laughs) being open is um sometimes you do get the pushback um been been there (laughs) and it's but you i mean the only you have to stick to your guns like the and if you're not getting the support immediately above you it's about finding the people that will support you and making sure that you can kind of maintain that mental health aspect too of like okay maybe this person isn't being very compassionate about my situation but it is my situation this is what is happening this is what needs to happen and you know, if I if I can't talk about it with this person, I'm just going to have to stick to my guns and then cry it out with this friend, or <laughs> talk to my physical therapist about it, and you know, just all this stuff like lining yourself up with people that will be there, whether so you're, you don't feel like an island in your <laughs> in your injuries because that is yeah, because there's there's a lot of mind games that happen with injuries, so it's hard within yourself a lot of times too. It's like there's ups and the downs. I, I feel like with every injury I've had, there's days where I'm like, I have the clear Zen focus about we're going to make it through and I'm doing, taking all the right steps. And then there's the days where you're just, you feel like an emotional disaster about it. I'm defeated. I mean, insane. I have days where I'm like super diligent about it and I, I'm proud of myself. Like we made a lot of progress today, Chris. 
and wake up the next day feeling defeated. I don't want to get out of bed. You know, I don't want to do those things, you know, and those are the days where I really try to push myself more to make it to the gym and do all of my physical therapy mm-hmm. and do those things, you know, um, and sort of keep that, um, that like broader perspective of what I'm doing and like what's to come, you know, yeah. not just yeah. right now and how I'm feeling and the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They definitely, they test your, um, patience and your self-esteem for sure i was i was telling you i was so lucky to have connected with um wendy whalen who had the meniscus surgery too so many oh. people i know now have had this surgery i watched the documentary Restless yeah creature oh Actually, fantastic meniscus surgery i watched yeah. it recently super inspiring oh yeah absolutely um but yeah talking to her when i, I was having the mental battle moment like things were improving but it, it's a long haul some of these injuries take a long time and the battles become more frequent with your within yourself and I it was such a gratifying experience not to hear that she had struggled but to hear that Wendy Whalen like the Wendy Whalen <laughs> had had days where she was taking class again and trying to do ballet and just felt so embarrassed right. like that was just like I felt so empowered by hearing that someone that is just like this next level of accomplishment as a dancer and notoriety and all these things. And to hear that she's like, yeah, I had to take some private time dance wise, like put myself into environments. I wasn't like completely surrounded by all my colleagues and stuff all the time because I was embarrassed that I was falling out of a single pirouette because I'm supposed to be able to do that. And I'm supposed to be working at a much higher level than that even. And it was, it was just like, yeah, it's, it, oh, that's another thing. It's just like just sharing these stories more openly too is just important because we all need to know that we're on the same page. Like we all go through these moments of all going through this together. Yeah. So, and it was yeah. almost like, until she said it, I hadn't really realized that that was my particular hangup. I was having, I was like, Oh my God. Yes. Embarrassed. Like that's the feeling like, take trying to take these classes again and just like knowing that people are watching you and you know here you are setting up for your first little basic thing and you just bomb it you're like hi and then you just immediately just I feel like I was just constantly like recoiling in on myself like it just started shrinking and shrinking and shrinking again because of like oh my god how how am I just gonna every single day for god only knows how long keep completely falling out of a really basic dance in front of in front of all these people it's yeah oh god but yeah it was like to hear that i think for just for anyone like even when you're uh, an adult when even even when you're an adult you need to hear (laughs) that other people have had these struggles and self-esteem issues and yeah yeah i think people sometimes often also have this perception i've experienced this myself where they view me as someone who's had a successful dance career. Mm. So they don't, people often don't necessarily, um, I feel like empathize with the fact that I also may be struggling with self-esteem and confidence. Cause in there, a lot of, a lot of times I feel like people are like, well, how's that possible? You're constantly working, but it's also like, like what you're saying, it's, it doesn't really matter the age or at the level you're at. You know, we still have those very human emotions and feelings and experiences, you know, where we put into question those things, you know, 
and you question your entire career and who you are and who you define yourself as when these moments that are like, you know, sort of redefining take place. Um, so, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, they're valuable. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like a, I'm a stronger, stronger person really. Um, and I'm, I, I mean, I'm excited to get back to dancing and sort of carry that into my dancing and, I always find after injury when I go back to dance, I mean, definitely a level of gratitude is at an all time high. For sure. you know, you're like at any moment way. So, you know, keeping that in mind helps me too. Yeah. God, it's, this is, I, I've, I've been finding myself, um, I've, I'm really lucky to have a great network of friends in Seattle that aren't dancers actually. Um, a lot of whom were, <laughs> instrumental in my recovery because I was, you know, from the hip surgery, it's like, you're like useless. <laughs> like yeah, you, you, just... you can't do anything by yourself basically. Like it's, Oh God. Yeah. It just affects so much of your life. And I, I feel like I've had more and more, like you said, the gratitude moments of like <laughs> thinking about the mo like here, I, I think, and I feel like now it's been two years since the surgery, but it really took me a year to even get back on stage. It was a long, long process. And, um, now that it's been another year of being back on stage, it's like, Oh my God, I'm feeling so much more like myself again. And things are different, but I feel strong again. And I feel like I'm finally hitting a certain stride and it's actually making me way more reflective about the moments of (laughs) how much my friends were having to do for me as far as like I, I was I'm like a difference like oh I can you know take a couple days and work from home and just we would be like sitting lay I'd be like debilitated laying on the bed and they'd be like on their laptop doing work for Amazon or something um but just thinking of like having to have like a friend escort me to the bathroom <laughs> to make sure I was good it's like yeah it just it it creates another level of like my God, what a gift to be doing this again at, at this level. Like, yeah. oh, thank God <laughs> that this is happening again after that. The <laughs> the toddler yeah. phase again of... <laughs> gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Having to be lowered down to the sofa because I couldn't sit down by myself. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I remember having to be with my legs strapped together while I sleep for a month. I was like, this is terrible. Like, no one wants to sleep on their back for a month. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Oh, that's together, you know, so. Misery. I, I am not a back sleeper. Me neither. Oh, <laughs> I could not believe how hard that was. Not that you can really move well into another position, but at the same time, it's not comfortable. No. <laughs> you know, you feel restricted to being on your back, which just the thought in itself is like, you're in jail. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, especially yeah you, you are in jail especially having been a dancer and then being trapped in that position <laughs> yeah i remember like the first joy of like walking on two legs again and oh. bearing weight i mean for the first time it's just those sensations those, you know those experiences like and the emotions that are attached to that oh, yeah but, yeah you've, you've, yeah, you've come you've, so far <laughs> dancing yeah. again you know and then when you step on stage i mean that that experience in itself man it's yeah yeah there's, yeah, there's i mean i've had i've definitely been uh, like unlucky in the sense that i've had to deal with so many injuries but um i don't know that i would be i don't know that i would be as grateful and um as in love with it as i am mm-hmm. i not 
these things and or maybe just understand, you know, what that is um, and the privilege that I have to be able to do this, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely taught me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm not sure, I'm sure it's probably relates to you too. And it makes you so much more grateful to just be a performer too. Like that's something I learned. I was like, I am just bottom line, not, not ready to be done performing yet. Just that experience and especially moments where, um, you know, with a, a special partnership or I, you know, certain people I love dancing with and that experience of like, giving something to the audience, sharing the stage with people I respect and adore and like having that, those little moments of special eye contact and that like live theater moment kind of thing. It's, it's just so amazing. I, so when I'm injured, I tend to go to more shows actually. Um, I watch more films. I go to more theater. I, you know, I, I try to connect more mm -hmm. with that. Um, and, it, it does bring me so much joy and I'm forced to be an audience member almost, you know, mm -hmm. um, I able to participate and it's really that experience. Um, it reminds me like of the power of dance and theater and art, you know, um, sometimes I, I get a little lost when you're so busy and working so much, mm -hmm. what the experience is for those on the other side. And I mean, now that I'm injured, I mean, I've like been making it, you know, my job to go out and see shows when they're here and see companies and sit on rehearsals if I can. Um, and yeah, it's definitely, I, it makes me miss it, but it also makes me treasure it more. Yeah. yeah and more just and to realize the, the magnitude of like real artistry, digging into that stuff, because it's, I think we, you know, sometimes it's easy to get hung up on all the technical aspects of dance, but then when you're sitting in the audience, you, you, you notice, you notice the people on stage that are like really, relating to you and really um giving you a little piece of themselves and it's and it's transformative for audiences like audiences go to shows you know yeah to, you know just get a good show and all that stuff but it's it's a moving experience whether it's a ha you know in a happy way or a sad way it's it, it's human it means something to people like live theater has been around for as long as it has because it speaks to you know the, the soul of people it does yeah. 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 I was thinking about my experience today watching Kyle Abraham's rehearsal. Mm. That's exactly to me. I was like just sitting there affected and like, you know, yeah. connecting with them. Um, not even as a dancer. Yeah. I was as a human. I wasn't looking at them as like, you know, the technical aspect of it. I was just there as an observer and to appreciate. And I was moved. I really was moved. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wasn't a rehearsal. I wasn't in a you know, but it, it, it's just so powerful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think too, that's, I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> right. I know it makes you antsy to like start doing stuff, <laughs> even rehearsing again. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. And I think that's, you know, in a weird way, that's kind of the other part of injuries. <laughs> the, str the struggle of injuries is, um, you know, going, going through things in any way, it, it makes you, it makes your artistry deeper in a way, I think, you know, it's like, once you've been through that struggle, you start chap, it's like every, every low that we experience, whether it's injuries or any kind of personal hardship, you know, you start kind of tapping into a deeper and deeper and deeper part of yourself. And that's amazing. That's really 
great because that's like you said like with the in, ca in the case of that the show winter of night it's like we are all linked <laughs> through yeah. you know all these emotional things that we're experiencing and so that's what that's another thing that people come for when they come to see a show is like what's the deeper part of this performer you know what who are they what you know in this moment on a deeper level and i think it i, I love that not to say that i want to have continuous struggles in life or anything, but you know the things that have happened that are negative in a way um not that we should seek these out but um you know, it's, it's a good opportunity to kind of make that cathartic in a way, you know, it's like, it can be healing too. It's like, okay, well, I went through this and now my art is something I can use to kind of, to heal myself. You know, it's like, like you said, it's therapy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really can be <laughs> totally. Um, and it's, it's for others as well. So it's, it's beautiful that you can, um, have that experience for yourself and that others can also share that mm -hmm. simultaneously. Yeah. So I feel like we've been height. I experienced that a lot. I am. Um, this response was like in every country people were moved, you know, um, whether they spoke the language or not, whether they were able to understand like, the, cause there was words, you know, there was text. Um, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't always translated in every country that we went to. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was really interesting to see that people, we're still just as touched and moved by it, despite maybe their, um, yeah, them not being able to understand exactly what we were saying, um, but we were connecting um, through the movement and you know, in other ways. It's beautiful to share that with audiences around the world. It was quite interesting for me, like to go from country to country, week to week, yeah. and bring a show yeah. like that, and see how that to me was like, yeah, this is humanity, like this is it's, you know we have a shared experience no matter where you are in the world um and that was a good reminder for me i think i think it's sort of just yeah it checked a lot of things for me <laughs> in perspective and life and ego and privilege and a lot of different things i just had like so many moments on tour life and we met so many everywhere. people from like so many countries and we met a lot of people who immigrated because we were in europe and then there a lot of recent immigrant um, people who migrated from Syria and a lot of different places. Um, yeah, but we all can, we all shared that experience together um, of dance. And I was like, so powerful, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, when it's used yeah, to heal. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. amazing Power. thing about art. <laughs> yeah. We need it. We need art <laughs> in so many Too. ways. <laughs> Really. It's not just a luxury. It really isn't. No, it's not. It's really. Not. I think some, something. Sorry, I'm talking about. Keep talking about injury, but something about being injured too. When I um go back to dance, I always feel like I have a better understanding of the responsibility we have as performers because I mean, those of us who are performing, we're fortunate enough to even be in the position where we have been able to afford the training growing up or, you know, have the support system that we've had to get to where we are, have a family that understands yeah. at some point came around and was like, okay, we're going to let you pursue this. So when I feel like when you're stripped away, when that, that thing is stripped away from you and you were able to return to it, like for me, at least I definitely feel a greater sense of like the opportunity and the privilege that I have to be able to do that. And then the responsibility I have to dance and the art itself too.
um, that I'm serving art and not serving my own ego because sometimes as a performer, it can, you can, you know, vanity mm-hmm. creeps its way in. You have <laughs> mm-hmm. to fight it off, you know, it's a battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely, it's, uh, we're, it's our job in a way to be very self-focused because we constantly have to be analyzing ourselves and making sure we're doing things right. But yeah, there's sometimes a line that gets crossed because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Where, Whether you're aware or not, you know, I've had moments in my own career, you know, mm-hmm. um, what am I doing this for? I have to check myself. And then the injury happens and I'm like, you know, I, what I, what do I miss about performing? It's not, I, I don't miss it for like, pleasing my own ego and unsatisfied, you know, like it's not about me. It's just like, I missed that when I, when I watched rehearsal today and I was so moved, I miss being a part of that and knowing that it has that power and you know, you're a piece of that puzzle. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey man, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I told you. I, I'm so glad I finally got to see that company live. I'd never seen them live before until this past Saturday um, in Seattle. And wow, yeah, they're, that's a, it's a group of people that gets it on the next level about what we're doing is really about. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Kyle Graham, he's, I think, because he, uh, he choreographed my senior solo actually in college. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my- sort of apprenticed for a while with his company after school too. Um, and it's always like I always felt like there's always the presence of why, and also the crystal too. Mm. Why? And asking yourself, you know, and checking in with that. Um, I think it's really useful. I found like in the sense of humility that comes with that. Um, and how that influences the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that really lovely, thoughtful note, <laughs> 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 I I, I want to I really want to say thank you for being on the show. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> Sorry, I just hit you up. I was just in awe for basically a year based until. <laughs> reached out um but yeah i I just um you know i I urge everyone that's listening to you know following you on instagram is there any way they can follow what you're up to (laughs) yeah Um, i know you have fun with instagram (laughs) yeah i do i'm like it's all fun it's like it's not never too serious for me so (laughs) um yeah, no, I mean, really, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm happy that I went to the filtered messages of Instagram because since we, I, we weren't friends or I mm. didn't have, yeah, we weren't friends on Instagram, so it had filtered your message. And I just happened to check it the other day after a long while and I read it and I was like, oh my God. And I was <laughs> like, absolutely. Okay, I, love it. <laughs> no, I, was like, I love I mean, you know, it's awesome checking with someone who saw the show last year, you know. Um, and we unfortunately didn't get to meet in Seattle, but, um, yeah, it was awesome that you were there and experienced that. Cause you know, we, I think we both understand, you know, what that show was and meant. Um, so we have that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I, yeah. So thank you so much for reaching out to me. I mean, it's always a, a really, and actually it's an interesting time to speak to you since I am dealing with injury and recovery. So I'm definitely a bit more reflective right now. Than, like. <laughs> 
So it's kind of going to have some interesting like, dreams tonight about. <laughs> like this is like therapy. <laughs> I'm so you. glad. <laughs> well, this is our group therapy session. You, me, whoever's listening, we're just all. <laughs> Exactly. Sharing the experience, helping each other get through it. That's <laughs> all we can do. Yeah, there you go. That's the hope. That's what I want. You know, it's a community. It's important. We all need to support each other and we're stronger definitely. together. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely um, and hopefully, you know, maybe you'll end up in Seattle again and come to New York. We'll have to, we'll have to meet in person at some point. But <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I know. Seattle was brief. I mean, you know, when you're working and traveling, you don't always get to experience okay. the city, okay. yeah. you know, for yeah, what it is. Yeah. Holy. So I actually do want to go back to Seattle because it's one of the like more interesting stops on tour. Actually. I enjoyed Seattle a lot. It's a cool city. I got that vibe. <laughs> I was like back before I left. So I was like, I know yeah. Here. yeah. I've been Felt here it. for 12 years for a reason. So <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Like, um, but yeah, just, uh, so thank you. Um, I'll make sure to, you know, I'll tag you and all the, the stuff on social media so people can see where to follow you. And I'm excited to see your next step. And I know it's going to be great. Gonna, you. Your adventure you. shall continue. And thank you for sharing the adventure so far with all of us. <laughs> gladly, gladly, gladly. gladly. Oh. Well, Thank you. And, uh, just, and thank you to everyone for listening. Um, I hope this has not only inspired you to learn more about Chris and, um, you know, other things we talked about kid pivot and these amazing companies and, um, but also, yeah, to, to be brave about taking care of yourself and braver about, um, you know, appreciating the bigger vision of what dance is. It means so much to all of us and, it's nice to get back to that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you, Chris. And until next time, I'm your host, Margaret Mullen. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Bar. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Bar. You can catch up on past episodes at premierdancenetwork.com or search for Beyond the Bar on iTunes Podcasts. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Bar Podcast. And consider giving us a rating on iTunes to help the show grow. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Bar. Until next time, this is Margaret Mullen signing off.